flames up and driving when the sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time now it don't Hey friends, this is Chapman Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministry, and I've got my partner with me. Hi, my name is Fred Mooney, and I'm excited and honored to be here in the cab with Gary Rayburn. And we are going to have church on the road for you today, folks. So sit back, listen, and enjoy our program. And if you'd like to get more copies, just give us a call at 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org. Two crumb stacks, my address is 408-414, a big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. Friends, this is Chapman Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, and we're glad to be in the cab with you today. And I'm so excited to be here. My name's Fred Mooney, and I'm getting ready to go down the road. All right. Well, we got our we got a good friend Bruce Phelps with us today, and he is a multi-talented uh, guy. He does a little bit of everything. He's got quite a ministry. We're going to find out all about. Uh, his ministry, and might even get him to share his testimony before we get out of here. Sure. All right. All right. We're going to have a great time. His testimony is in the Real Life Stories book. Chapter 6. Chapter 6. And what's the title of that? Knucklehead. Knucklehead. I was a knucklehead. <laughs> I was a knucklehead. That sounds like a good title for this uh, program right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. All it's right. Well. Let's uh, let's get in the cab and take off and roll on down the road, Fred. I'm ready to go. All right. Where are you from, Bruce? I am from Hayesville, Kansas. L- been living there about uh, 24 years now. Actually r- raised in Oklahoma, went to high school in Oklahoma. Lived in Missouri a little bit, a little bit in Texas, but we ended up in Hayesville, Kansas. Hayesville, Kansas. You drive for, who are you driving for right now? Uh, I'm currently driving for Walmart, but I'm on on leave, so yeah. 
while I'm on leave, I'm actually a school bus driver for Hayesville. <laughs> uh, I haul high school kids and elementary kids there. I really like it. School bus driver. Those are the guys got all their problems behind them, right? <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. You got all your problems behind you, and you're looking out that windshield, looking forward to where God's taking you next. That's right. That's Amen. Right. Yeah. Like I said, you are multi-talented. How many websites do you maintain? I actually run probably about 15, but I'm not always on them all the time. There's yeah. probably about five of them that yeah. requires attention pretty regularly. Yeah. What's your number one website? Uh, it's probably Lonesome Road Ministries. <laughs> Good uh, answer. Good uh, answer. Thank you for that quarter you gave me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruce has been running our website for uh, quite a few years now. Hasn't quite it? a few, yes. yeah. And Channel Twenty One Ministry. Channel Twenty One Ministry. Well, you actually combine them now. You you got you shortened your lo- workload. You put them together. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Instead of maintaining two, you only got to take care of one. And I shortened it more. I gave you the password today. I know. That scares me. <laughs> so be, don't lose it. <laughs> that's right. a lot more work for you, I'm sure. If uh, I don't, don't lose the password. Uh, I wouldn't lose nothing, Fred. You know better than that. <laughs> uh, well, Bruce, uh, you've been driving for how many years? I've been driving a truck for about 42 years. I there's maybe there's one year my wife and I we tried running a motel for about thirteen months. Yeah, their hoods truck stopped there in Missouri. I know all the drivers. Boat Art, Missouri, they call it. Yeah, and then we spent about uh, thirteen months uh, running storage units with managers storage units. You know, yeah. just to get off the road and get away from it. But my wife and I both ran team for approximately fifteen years together. Quite a bit of time. That's a so, long time together. In a small space. It sure is. So so what's your secret? Uh, you know, if you put rats in a real small space like that, sooner or later they chew each other's feet off or something. So what was your and your wife's secret from chewing each other's foots off? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. I don't know. We we really did get along real well. Oh, uh, you must get I along mean, because we drove for a company that kept us running 24 hours. I mean, you're sleeping, eating, and driving, you know. Yeah, we we really hit it hard for several years. I can't really think of a lot of problems we had together. A few minor ones, but not not very much at all. She she never did really do the big cities much, unless she was forced to, which she was a time or two. <laughs> but uh, started out slip seating. You know how that is, Gary. We got it in gear. I got it in gear. Got it rolling. I slid over, and she slid in, kept her rolling. Yeah. yeah. But then she later learned the gears and. We've been to Alcatraz, we've been to Statue of Liberty, you know, we've done a lot of places that was paid for. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like you found the secret to a good marriage. Uh, What is the secret to a good marriage, Fred? You need to know four words. Uh Yes, dear, and I'm sorry. (laughs) I guess you use those words a lot, huh, Bruce? Or I don't remember. (laughs) Or I don't remember. (laughs) Yes. All right, let's talk about that uh, uh, real life stories testimony book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you you wrote your testimony out and put it in that book, and they they printed it. That's yes. amazing. Ain't yes, it? yes, it is. <laughs> so your testimony is you was a knucklehead. I'm a knucklehead. Was a knucklehead. Was. I'm probably an old knucklehead now, but uh, I've done a lot of things in my early life that. Shouldn't have been done. You know, yeah. But. Well, just go ahead and share some of your testimony as you was uh, 
like okay. what's in the book there. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, I grew up quite a bit. Well, I'll start out in Houston, Texas, up to about the fifth grade. Went to high or, or grade school there, but I was. I guess you'd really classify me as a thief. You know, my parents would like send me to town to buy a newspaper or something. I would pick up the neighbor's newspaper. I'd on the way to the store, I'd stash it, and I'd go in and buy me a... Then you could buy peanuts and a Coke for 25 cents, same price of paper. Yeah. And I'd come back, get the paper, take it into Dad, and Dad was happy. One time, the neighbor caught me. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't happy. <laughs> Be sure your sins will find you out. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and uh, I had a had a gig. My mom, she smoked pale mail cigarettes, Paul Malls, however you call it there. and She'd send me often to buy her carton of cigarettes and cartons was always past the register on the wall and i'd i'd go buy something kool-aid or something with money and then i'd grab the cigarettes put on my arm walk back over and get my bag walked out i was i was a terrible stealing cigarettes i knew it was wrong but how, I just got, how old were you at that time i i was about fifth grade fourth grade fifth yeah. grade i rode a bicycle all over houston crazy we sold I'd pick up soda pop bottles and sell them like two cents a piece or something. You know, it's amazing that that starts at such a young age. I could really identify with your testimony. It kind of sounded like some of the stuff I did when I was a kid. And at first you think it's really innocent, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And you kind of get a thrill out of pulling it off. Yeah, sure do. I had a, I had a friend of mine in junior high, and we go to the Ben Franklin store, and he'd always shoplift something. Mm. And his dad was one of the richest men in that town. Really? And he didn't want for anything, but he liked that thrill mm. of stealing something and getting by with it. And uh, we all know where that, that comes from, don't we? One of them sins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did go to church a little bit during that era. My folks never were churchgoers. Uh, so... But down our street was a Baptist church. I would walk to there very, very often. I even got baptized there, but I was young. You went went to this church on your own without your parents? Right, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, on my bicycle most of the time. Probably out of conviction of stealing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I'm pretty sure we're supposed to know when we're saved. So I rededicated my life many, many years later. That's when I, I know I was saved. Many people have a childhood experience. And my case, all the kids went forward, so I went forward with them. And many people, but then later on when you're an adult and you have the real deal, you know it, don't you? Right, right, right. Yeah, that was probably, if you call it peer pressure when there's other kids, probably, you may be right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I still always remember, you know, getting baptized. yeah. Yeah. Because later in life, uh, I got about the 10th grade. I had an older brother that I come home one day, and he he skipped school way more than I did. I'd skip every now and then. But I come home one day, and my mom had signed him up in the Army, and it, it kind of kind of rubbed on me a little bit. I was turning 17, so I begged her to sign me up. So I signed up in the Marine Corps. Hmm. And uh kind of made me proud there. I quit school. They let me sign up. Got into boot camp, and then we we heard the good news that Richard Nixon was pulling in all our army from Vietnam, and my eyes popped open. I thought, 
my goodness, I was on my way to Vietnam. I was so young and dumb. I said, thank you, Mr. Nixon. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't realize it. I thought I was just getting out of the house. My, my folks said they argued and fought quite a bit. So I thought I was just getting away from that. But I was about to get in a fight. Yeah, you was. <laughs> yeah. That was a God thing, I believe. I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was rebellious, I guess you'd say. I went through boot camp. I went to, uh, I forgot what the training's called, but I've become a truck driver in the Marine Corps and doing pretty well. And then I got to marry my, my, my girlfriend from high school. We got married. I brought her out to uh, Camp Pendleton with me. Things was going well. We had a good friend that, that stayed with us. We was real good friends. Well, we both got orders. This good friend got orders for Hawaii, and I got orders for Okinawa. Well, at that time, they wouldn't let you take your spouse to Okinawa, but you could to Hawaii. Mm. And so we went to to the powers to be to see if we could switch them. It didn't matter to him. He wasn't married, but they wouldn't do it. Mm. So I got rebellious with the Marine Corps. I just went AWOL. I just said, well, I'll just show them. I'll just go home. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they kind of got me two or three times. Uh, the FBI actually come got me one time. I was, I was at a friend's house way south of a town we lived in, Lindsay, Oklahoma, way south. And uh, this real fancy car pulled up in his driveway, and I just knew. So I just kind of walked out in the woods, not running, you know, but I'm just going to get out of sight. This guy talked to my friend, and then this guy in a suit walked around there and hollered my name. I thought, well, here I am. FBI done come got me. So, so you made the FBI most wanted list. Probably for that county. <laughs> let's, let's don't put me up there with Al Capone or nothing like they that. They wanted yeah. you bad enough, they came and got you. They sure did. They sure did. That's the most wanted list. I think it's all due to my immaturity. I, if I fell away from God when, when I went to church, most likely. You know, um, I'd run around with not really druggies, but a lot of my friends from school, would, we'd drink beer, you know, stuff like that. So it was kind of the crowds I was running with. I'm not blaming it on them because I could have I could have yeah. run well with different crowds. Sure. So uh, that's kind of how it was. And I'd, I'd run away from the Marine Corps, I know, three times. And I used to, I used to lie my way back. Way back then in the 70s, you could go to the airport in your, in your uniform and say, uh, I'm Bruce Phelps, I need my ticket. And they'd say, well, we ain't got a ticket. And they'd say, I'd say, yeah, y'all supposed to have one. they see my uniform. they said, well, go get on an airplane. Just like that. I've done that several times. Then I'd fly to Oklahoma City. I lived in Oklahoma then and hitchhike my way back home. In a uniform back then, you could get a ride pretty easy. Yeah. You know, the amazing thing is uh, you, uh, you love computers, you know. Oh, yeah. And computers is what's made a lot of people get honest today <laughs> it's true that's true <laughs> but and I, I don't know i don't call myself a techie guy but even back then i carried a typewriter in the trunk of my car <laughs> i thought no this is cool when you could buy your uh, wristwatch it had the calculator on i thought well now this is smart uh -huh. back then yeah so yeah but anyhow, to make the long story short, finally, the last time the, the Marine Corps come got me, they just said, okay, we're, we're pretty well headed with coming to get you. You're not going to stay. We're going to give you an undesirable discharge. Mm. It wasn't dishonorable. And I think there's one in between. But I said, yeah, I'll take it. You yeah. know, I wanted to go back home with my wife and start our life. 
So we did that. I, I went and uh, actually I started my first trucking job. I lied to a mobile home outfit that pulled mobile homes because in, Oklahoma, in uh, Oklahoma, 18, you could get a commercial license back yeah. then. Yep. But I was 17, even after boogieing back and forth out of the Marine Corps. So I lied to him. He never looked at any credentials or anything. He just hired me. I pulled mobile homes for about a year, mostly in the oil field. Uh-huh. And so then I graduated into some, some drilling mud outfits. I drove trucks for them, went up, up, up from there. My wife was always a really good lady. We had two children, but then I kind of fell in with the crowds for drinking and carousing around mm-hmm. back uh, early eighties. Yeah, and so no fault to her own. I just uh, I just left her, and that wasn't right. Right. I got a trucking job over the road, and I sent money back home. But still, I wasn't the father I should have been. I regret that. Yeah. I've always felt it in my heart and my spirit, the spirit of God, whatever it is, that that wasn't right. Yeah. So, but then uh, I met the lady. I'm, I divorced my wife. I met the lady I'm with now, Arlene. We've been married over 37 years. Like I said, we drove trucks together. She always had a desire to drive trucks. She got in just in time before it really got harder to get hired on. So we drove about 15 years, companies like CR England. Oh, my goodness, bunches of companies. <laughs> Tri-State Motor Freight. Yeah. Hey, I drove for Tri-State. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, What year did you drive for Tri-State? Between 90 and 95. Okay, you were yeah. there before I was, yeah. Uh, I'm really thinking probably 92, somewhere right in yeah. there. We drove trucks a long time. Like I said earlier, we, we tried getting off the road. We ran a motel for a little over a year. We, Went back on the road. So the money was not as good as it is now, but it was always better money than living at home, working in a factory, punching a time clock. That just, that just never did work for me. Yeah, um, same way, yeah. Once you, once you start making that money that you can make out there on the road, it's hard to go back and work at a, a little job at home, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the money, you've already set your lifestyle up for all those bills that you have. Right, and... and- and because uh, it's just me and her, we just put all our stuff in the storage, and we didn't have rent. Even our car, we put in storage, and that made a difference. But we had some rough times, you know. Still, pay wasn't that wonderful out there like it is today. Yeah, yeah it's it's a lot different. <laughs> but, that's for sure. But she and I would go to trucking chapels as much as we could. And, you know, we always come up with excuse. You know, we could go to chapel, but we stink, and we need a shower. You know, whatever. But we've we've done quite a bit of that on the road. Okay, so you wasn't even in church at that time. You just only when we were home, when when we would come to like her parents' house or something, yeah. we'd go to church. Right. Yeah. When we do okay. something like that, but not regular church goers didn't have a church home. Yeah. No. We, we we set up a home in Wichita or Hayesville, Wichita, Kansas, and in Hayesville, and about uh just about nineteen ninety eight, and we got a job where we was home. Uh, golly, probably every three weekends. So we started going to church yeah. just before 2000. We become, we've always been Southern Baptist. We become free will Baptist. Uh-huh. And, uh, we, re- we really loved that church as much as we could. This is when I rededicated my life, like in 1995, okay. you know, I, we went to a church there in Missouri and, and I rededicated and I got rebaptized. I got yeah. my, I really got involved with some good Christian men as mentors. Yeah. Yeah. And I stayed in touch with them. Yep. And it went from there. You know, we 
kind of had a trucking ministry, so to speak, not like it is today because it's kind of new. I, I called myself Truckers for Christ with the number four. Okay. I, that was my first website I ever created. That's 95? Yeah, or 98, somewhere yeah. right in there. Yeah, 95 is when you actually rededicated your life. Yes, and, yes. And yep. that's when I got saved, too. So, uh-huh. yeah, we've been. that, And, and I could really feel the Spirit then, like, right in that time when, when I got rebaptized, rededicated my life, we'd go to the motel, and to save money, I would say, oh, it's only one person. And my, my wife's in the car, and boy, the spirit hurt me so bad. I thought, for three dollars, you lied. For three dollars, you would lie. <laughs> I, yeah. I, the spirit got, did. It did. It did hurt inside. You got under conviction. Yeah. Versus when I was a young kid stealing cigarettes or papers, it didn't bother me. <laughs> so uh, I could tell that. That's when I could tell the spirit living inside of me right then. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you started a, a ministry. A trucking ministry back in what ninety eight? About ninety eight, yeah. Okay, so what what compelled you to start this ministry? To try to unite truckers, you know, because I made me some business cards and some little cheap brochures on a printer, and you know, I'd put them on people's trucks, or if I seen they had a cross on their truck, I'd talk to them. Yeah. But uh, then I I run across this tape from rig ministries i always always picked up tapes you know at truck stop <laughs> i'd listen to them i'd never keep them i'd pass them on I'd, I'd leave them somewhere else yeah so i think even before that wheels of life you know that was down here i remember wheels yeah of yeah, life. yeah we i bought some of the mud flaps i was proud to have them on my truck uh, yeah so. yeah i i put my testimony in that magazine wheels of life did you yeah, i did yeah god convicted me to write my testimony out and send it in to them, and they they actually printed it. So uh, then, when the real life stories come out, I I had a copy of that. So I just sent that same testament. It hadn't changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My testimony's still the same. Mm-hmm. So I sent that in to them, and they published it in the real life stories book. And uh, I don't know what year that was, but two thousand and seven is when Rig Ministry began. So began. you you started a ministry in ninety eight trucking ministry so you've done a lot of ministry up until the time you picked up a rig cd so what, what all was you involved in it, it wasn't that strong a ministry i mean we still drove a truck hard you yeah. know slept and I'd, I'd done the like my homemade brochures and stuff like that but yeah. never really got anybody sparked that i know of okay but then of course i'm running across rig ministries that got me pretty excited let's see there was somebody oh you you had put out highways and byways yeah on there and when i got his cd i was really excited yeah i'd talked to you and it made plans on dropping by but but i really got in touch with uh highways and byways so white timmons yeah white timmons yeah. i got involved with him i've been dabbling with websites uh there's a there's a pop singer from way back that lived near us his name was frankie valens yeah. okay oh and, yeah uh, yeah well, <laughs> He he lived pretty close. We got friends. I said, "Hey, how'd you like me to build you a website?" They're a Christian ministry. Yeah. I said, "Yeah, go ahead." So that would probably be my first one that I really got excited about. And then from there, he knew Elvis impersonator is a Christian. I created his website, and it just kind of went on. That's a great. Highways that's a great start. Start with Frankie Valens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. I really liked and, his music. Mm-hmm. He, they're still around uh, Mulvane, Kansas, not too far from us. But yeah. they're like us, getting old. <laughs> uh, 
Speak for yourself there, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other day somebody was telling me how old 88 was, and I said, 88 ain't all that old. <laughs> it ain't that old anymore. <laughs> it used to be old. It used right? to be old, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm a, our lives are pretty well parallel. I, uh, I had a childhood much like yours. I was always trying to pull some sort of, some sort of scam, you know, but, uh, one thing I, I was reading in your testimony about when you started hauling mobile homes, when you first started driving the truck, yeah. and you didn't have a commercial license, and you were the right age, no. and you was hauling mobile homes all over Oklahoma. Yeah, I remember one time I got one hung up on a railroad track over in eastern Oklahoma, because tried to go over with it, and it hung up dead center. There's two or three highway patrol out there calling trains to shut down and stuff. And I think, well, they never even asked me for my license. <laughs> 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 well, that was a different day then. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was. I, when I first started driving, I, w I didn't have a chauffeur's license either. I was driving rock trucks around here, and I got pulled over one day, and a uh, cop wrote me three tickets. And one of them was for no chauffeur's license. He said, you get to Fairfield and you get your driver's license. If I see you back out here today, I'm going to pull you over and look at them new licenses here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I headed straight to Fairfield and got my chauffeur's license that day. <laughs> mm. And they were easy to get, too, compared uh, to today. The only reason I hadn't got them, I was just too busy working. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I was 20 then, yeah. and you had to be 18 to get a chauffeur's license, like you said. Mm. And then you had to be 21 to be on the road. And when I first started on the road, I was still 20. And I had a fake driver's license that said I was 21. <laughs> That's how easy it was back in the day. Well, I remember now in high school, everybody had a fake ID. But at that time in Illinois, you didn't have a picture or anything no. like that. It was actually typed out on a, That's on right. a typewriter. That's right. Yes. That's so, where you need carried that typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> so if you was real good with uh, an X-Acto knife, <laughs> you could make your own ID. And, and there was people that specialized in that. Yeah, well, one of the guys I worked for, he had uh, blank uh, driver's license cards. And yeah. He'd just fill them in, whatever you wanted. Yep. <laughs> He had a typewriter. Yep. That's the reason Bruce kept a typewriter in his trunk. <laughs> Not really for that, but it was then, technology. Yeah. You know? Then they went Then they went to putting a picture on them, and now they have the special codes on them and all that, and they're yeah. sealed. And and, uh, and computers. <laughs> so let's talk about some computers. I mean, you got really interested in computers and started making websites and all that. So. Right, yep. I I got the first one of the first Commodores that came out way back before a real computer. Seventy four or one twenty eight. <laughs> one twenty eight, I think. Yeah, that's I what think. I got. That's my first computer. <laughs> yep. And it wouldn't do much. Uh -uh. <laughs> but you was something messing you, with it. You could load a program, you go and make you a sandwich <laughs> while it's loading and come uh -huh. back. Then uh, of course Windows ninety five come out, it was all so exciting. But uh I always thought, like, you could do more back then, like, me membership database, stuff like that. I'm not that good at it. I just thought of it, you know. Yeah. So, but then the websites had always interested me. So, uh, so how many highways and byways. And then John Noel got a hold of me from Good News Distribution. And then Trucker's Friends Network. Uh, you did, oh, Gary. Yeah. You know, and 
I never went out and asked anybody you want me to do their website. You know, if somebody asked me, I'm going to try to do it. But uh, I wasn't. I went out asking. You heard that, didn't you, Fred? I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I'm not a coder or nothing either. It's just yeah. it's just taking templates or something and working with it. So. so how many how many are you running right now? About fifteen. Fifteen websites. Wow. About one more wouldn't wouldn't slow him down a bit, would well, it? No, I don't think it would. <laughs> so anybody out there that needs a website? Bruce Phelps. I got He's the man. Voice of Believer website, which has got people's testimonies on it. I've always loved testimonies. Now, you got several just to, of your own, don't you? What's your website? Yeah. yeah, Voice of Believer. Yeah, Voice of Believer. Um, and there's another Christian one. Truckers Network. Yeah. Um, golly. <laughs> I got one just mine and my wife's. Yeah. That's just our little bio. Yeah. Yep. Quite a few. Yeah, so you've always been fascinated by technology. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. Now you've listened to a lot of Lonesome Road Ministries uh, CDs, mm-hmm. uh, now the radio programs, and you've heard a lot of music on uh, the Lonesome Road radio mm-hmm. CDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you got some favorites. I'm really partial to Joe Arview. Joe Arview. <laughs> That really is amazing. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Joe's uh, top shelf. I'll tell you what. Joe has got a brand new CD. Why don't we play a cut off of his brand new CD? Okay, this wasn't a setup. No, I'm ready to listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to do that. book of life There's a pain at every turn Just might make you cry But on this page there's a small thing A grandson with golden hair So along with the pain there's a love I didn't know was there And now I'm showing the names I can't ignore But I'm growing in love that Jesus died for This old As I turn the page, that picture I can see It looks like living to me I turn another page I'm not old anymore I'm at my journey's end I'm walking through that door There's no pain when you turn that last page Only joy Once again I find that love Even stronger than before But I'm not showing my hate Oh 
like living to me that's off his brand new cd living good life and that song right there uh guys joe's talking about turning the page and life looking different as you get a little older and life changes and bruce talk about uh when your wife had to get off the road and uh, your life changed and she was staying home and you was on the road by yourself. Yep. She started getting diabetes and it was more and more harder to pass the DOT physical. And so she decided to retire, uh, I think about like 2002, 2002, something like that. And she would ride with me some. I'd I'd drive out of Wichita, a company called Metro Express. And then, then doggone it, she come down with colon cancer about 2004. 2005 so we had quite a quite a deal of that she's still here today thank the lord praise the lord but uh i drove uh like 14 years hauling piggyback trucks all over the u.s and canada that, that was a very interesting job but never at home yeah. obviously yeah you're you know. flying all over the country yep. you? Had, i'd drive them to one destination get in the airport fly back and get more yeah so i remember when you was doing that mm-hmm I met you over at Mount Vernon a few times. <laughs> yeah, sure have. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, lo and behold, um, I heard about Walmart truck drivers, and I thought, man, they never hire me. I was like, I was 63 years old, and I thought they'd never hire me. But lo and behold, they did. They hired me. I got quit doing the piggybacks because the bones started hurting, you know, arthritis. And I've had four good years with them. Now, like I say, uh, my wife's got some more medical issues, so... I'm kind of graduating into into retirement, driving the school bus, just slowing down. Putting them problems behind you. Yep. Maybe <laughs> maybe I can spend more and more time working on websites. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Walmart job was really a good job for you, though, wasn't it? Good paying job. Yeah, yeah. good and, paying And they job. treat us good. And, and uh, I drive six days and come home three, so yeah. that still wasn't yeah. too bad a gig. Yeah. And if... They'd hire you. They they might hire some of these drivers out here that are looking for a really good job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they could probably call you, couldn't they? I think they call me. And you could help them get oh, signed yeah. on to Walmart. Or look for me on YouTube. i got a couple Walmart <laughs> gigs on there. <laughs> oh, you, you're on YouTube, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, talk uh, about that YouTube gig that you're talking about. I just got I made me a couple of little commercials on there, you know, talking about Walmart and their pay and their benefits. And people will 
they'll Google it. You know, you'll no. go out and Google something, and they'll they'll call me up. You know, I put my number on there. They'll call me up and ask me questions. I've uh, Walmart's got it. If it's still going, I'm sure it is. If you get someone hired on, you get five thousand dollars referral. And I've had at least four. Okay, People and you'd like to have at least one more, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, all about the money because yeah. I'm winding down. But, yeah, I, I take all we can get, invest it back into the ministry. There you go. How do they get a hold of that YouTube channel? And- you just go in there and just Google Bruce Phelps or whatever, you know, on YouTube. You'll find it. Okay. We had a, a, a Dodge Grand Caravan. Believe it or not, this little electronic radio would change itself to French all the time. You know, it start talking in French. And so we kept calling Chrysler, and they'd tell us how to fix it, you know, push this button, do this, this. So I actually done a video and put it on YouTube for me. How to fix it. For me. Yeah. I go back every now and then, there's several people say, oh, thank you, thank you very much. I was trying to figure this out. So people Googled that and found out how to fix their own radio. It wasn't because I'd done it for them. but <laughs> Well, you good. know, if you lose power in a new car, like if you take the – cables off the battery mm-hmm. your radio will go into safe mode and when you put them back on you can't play your radio because you have to have this code in there on oh, my lands you have to put a four-digit code in there well this happened to my son and they told him at the dealership says yeah we'll uh, we'll get your radio going back on but it'll be a 75 dollar charge oh my gosh he says i ain't paying 75 dollars he said i can google this so he Googled it. He got on, he got on Google. He said, typed a little thing about it. Next thing you know, this guy sends him a link to, mm-hmm. to a website this guy set up that gives all the codes for all the cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get them. F-R-E-E. <laughs> right, right. See? I believe that. <laughs> well, uh, Bruce, you're a, you're a chaplain for Channel 21 Ministries. And yes. How long have you been a chaplain for Channel 21? Uh, ten years, ten at least. Years. If, yeah, yeah. At least when Daryl was still running, and you you've took it over how many years? Oh, gosh. six. Daryl started uh, Channel Twenty One Ministries about uh, two thousand twelve, I believe. Okay, well that's only ten years. Yeah, yeah. So that so I wasn't right at the beginning. No. Yeah. So you you was probably a chaplain around thirteen or fourteen, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But did you come to our first conference at two thousand thirteen? Not the first one. Okay, the second one. I'm thinking the second That's one. about when you became well, a chaplain. Well, that's the first one that, uh, uh, Free in Christ, when he passed on, I didn't get to see Tony him. Mack. So that's, what year was that? That was 2016 is when he passed okay. away. Okay, so I was right after that. Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, 19 when I, or 20. It was 19 when I took over the Channel 21 okay. ministry, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. All this COVID I know, came along. these numbers. And, yep. So, but you've been a chaplain for a lot longer than that. So you was chaplain probably in fifteen or sixteen, maybe. Yeah, but I think through all my trucking career, you know, we we passed a lot of tracks. I used to do tons of chick tracks. Yeah, I really love chick tracks. I did too. So <laughs> I love those tracks. And some of them are better than others. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Yep. Kind of have a couple of comical stories about them. So yeah, that uh, that my favorite one was the. Sissy. The sissy, yep. Yep. I, I used to buy them and pass them out. And see, through my trucker's website, there's a there's some people down in Florida that made that animated one. Uh-huh. And they lo- they contacted me through that website to help them distribute them. That was pretty cool. That was the first one they done. You know, they got permission from Jack Click to do yeah. that. 
Yeah. I think we had that on the Channel 21 site at one time. No, we did. I think we still do. It still may it's be still on there. there. Yep. I'm not sure. But they have folks down in Florida put that together. They were, he worked for, I mean, he owned his own tree company or something. I never met him, but I talked to him several times. Yeah. Yeah. And then yep. the second one they done, Tiny Shoes, Jack Click himself was, his voice was in them. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That, yeah. They got some great tracks. Yep. Yeah. And I loved passing them out. I know when I first got saved, I, I, I used to pick up tracks. I was just so hungry. Certainly. To find out about this man called Jesus that had come into my life. Isn't that amazing? It is. Gospel tracks, I used to search the truck stops for them. And yeah, pick them up. like I did the cassettes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was before the cassette, before I found a cassette tape. <laughs> and before my cassette tape ministry, that I was, I was still searching, still uh, hungry. To find out everything I could about Jesus. You know, in 1994, I had a little dog grooming shop. I started it, and I had it till I retired. But anyway, it was right across from a grade school. And in the evening, all them people at 3 o'clock would use my parking lot to wait for their children. <laughs> and I was starting to get aggravated about it. Mm-hmm. And I made it a, a thing of prayer. I said, now, Lord... My customers need to use this parking lot, and they, and I didn't want to go out there and be a bad guy, but I thought, there's got to be an answer to this, Lord. And just like, you know, he says, you pray every day for opportunities to witness. And you've, I send you these people parking out in your parking lot. How come you ain't out there witnessing to them? <laughs> That's good. I said, you're right, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I had a big stack of tracks. And I go out there every afternoon, as soon as, as soon as they'd pull up, and I put one in their on their windshield. See, and I, I did that for a long, long time. Sometimes I'd give them cookies. <laughs> sometimes they'd read them. Sometimes they'd throw them down. And tell me what they thought of me, you know. But it it turned into a ministry. There you huh. go. Huh. There's ministry out there just waiting for That's us. That's right. To, for us to say, "Here am I. Use me." And there's so many ways to minister the gospel. It is. It is. Yeah. There's no excuse for anybody not to not to have a ministry. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like Cliff Clark, Cliff Clark, David yeah. Ring, David you know? Ring. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Great ministries. Oh, those two guys there. <laughs> you watch them and you say, "Oh, forgive me, Lord." <laughs> yeah. I just got a headache and I don't <laughs> want to go out. Yeah. yeah. I got yeah. you. Yeah, that's that's exactly true. But, uh, David Ring's ministry was what spoke to me to start a cassette tape ministry. I mean, God had told me to start a tape ministry, and I kept giving him every excuse I could not to because I wasn't capable and didn't know how, and who am I to do something like that? And I heard a David Ring message going across the I-64 one day, and he got to the end of his testimony. He said, I've got cerebral palsy. What's your excuse? Why aren't you doing what God has called you to do? Man, mm-hmm. I, I throwed my hands up in the air, and I said, okay, Lord, I surrender. <laughs> yep. I will do a cassette tape ministry, mm-hmm. and that was in uh, uh, October of 2000. I so, seen him one time, and he says, last year I preached 344 times. I'm thinking about going full time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the kind of people that that uh, God are men after God's own heart. Right. Yeah. Just like David in the Bible. 
Right. I mean, David wasn't perfect, but he was a man after God's own heart because he just, he, every time he messed up, he was asking God to forgive him. You know, the amazing thing, and I've been teaching the Chosen series in my Sunday school class, but the amazing thing, Jesus used ordinary men and women to do extraordinary things. And they were, weren't any different than Bruce or Fred or Gary and they all had that little imp on their shoulder telling them to work this scam and they could get a free Coke and peanuts. <laughs> but then Jesus got a hold of them. Amen. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I could have been in prison for going that direction. I think about Peter. Peter, I really identify with Simon Peter because we both get in trouble a lot because we say things we shouldn't. <laughs> But I think about that. Who would have, who would have ever used a guy like that, a fisherman, to win souls and to say, upon this rock, I will build my church? Let's put a song on by Joe Arview. I love Joe's music, and I, I love him because he is the real deal. Save 
standing on that solid rock. That's our good friend Joe Rview, and he would love to hear from you. His phone number is 618-927-1986. He's got a website, joerview.com, and he is all over Facebook. So contact him, order his new CD, send him a message on Facebook, or log on to his website. So Bruce, let's talk about your ministry and where you're at right now. You are planted solid on this rock that we're talking about. I'm just, I'm really happy. I'm happy to the point I'm at, the people I've met through ministry. Yeah. You know, um, just this trip out there. I know it's costing a lot of money, but I just know it's meant to come. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, between here and going up to John and getting let's the Let's talk about this trip that you're on right now. You left Kansas and you went all the way to Michigan. Yeah. Yep. Spring break down there. Didn't have to drive school bus this week. Uh-huh. So we just and, hooked up our camper. And, so this is actually a ministry trip for you. It is. Yes. Yeah, because you went up there all the way to Grand, Grand Rapids, Grand, Michigan to just to deliver some flooring that we're going to have in our um, truckers booth at the Mid-America Truck Show, so we don't have to walk on the concrete. We're going to be walking on that soft padding mm-hmm. that you just hauled up there, and then you picked up Bibles. Picked up Bibles, and more truckers' testimonies. Truckers' testimonies, and what do you do with those? I have I have three displays around Wichita. I've got one in the Chinese buffet, i got one in a laundromat in Derby, and a little truck stop up Park City truck stop. Yeah, so... And, and I'm helping a little bit with the truck stop in... in uh, near ottawa kansas but that's a pretty good way from where i where i live now i used to work nearby yeah that's a long way to drive that school bus ain't it <laughs> yeah 100, 150 <laughs> miles each way they probably won't let you take the bus up there yeah they won't even let me take it home <laughs> yeah but you you you're very involved in ministry still yet even though you're not on the road right now but you're driving a school bus but there's ministry opportunity in and driving a school bus, uh, you picked up a lot of uh, bus number 19 podcast cards yep. to take back home. I'm going to share them with a lot of those drivers. All those drivers are going to get one, ain't they? Mm-hmm. I sure are. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. That's one of it. Is. That that's is a, good. a favorite of about everybody's. If you haven't heard this bus number 19 uh, CD podcast program, uh, we'd love to send it to you, and we can do that. It is 618 383 <laughs> 2107. Yeah. Fred's got my number memorized, and he loves to give my number out just like I love giving Joe Arview's number out. But they can also get on your website yes. in the search box and type in Bus 19. They'll come across it. Oh, you can do that on the yeah. on the website? Search yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's search box. I did not know that. I'm going to yeah. have to try that because right. I, I just scroll down and look for look. it. Look. <laughs> we got a lot on there now. I know. It takes me forever to find something. Yeah, yeah I like I like the little search box. That saves a lot of time. Sort of. I just learned something about my own website. <laughs> <laughs> and to think we gave you the password to it. I know. He just <laughs> are, are we in trouble? <laughs> Well, that's that's cool. I'm going to start searching uh, mm-hmm. some of these that I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure glad that you came through here and stopped in and decided to share your story with mm-hmm. all of our listeners out there on that old lonesome road. Lonesome road. Yeah. You so, know, uh, one thing that uh, I see here with Bruce, looks like he's, in a few more years, you're going to be ready to retire, I think. I'm, I'm working my way down right now. And so instead of retire, you need to retread and 
you may not be uh, driving a truck, but you'll have more time to minister. Mm-hmm. We don't retire, we refire. <laughs> yeah, refire, yeah. I, I retired a few years ago, and I don't know really how I ever had time to work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really I know. don't. This is true. I agree. Yeah, I only drive a bus like five and a half hours a day, you know, a little yeah. bit in the morning, a little bit in the evening, but it just the whole day's filling. When you yep. come home, do what you do. Yep. That's a lot of driving, five and a half hours. Well, some of it's setting. You'll like, you'll take high school kids, and then you go park and wait 20 minutes till you go start picking up the little kids. Oh, okay. So it's not all driving. Okay. You yeah. don't put them all in there together. Uh-uh. No, two yeah. separate Two okay. separate runs. You got two two different runs. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, that ought to keep you pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It keeps yeah. me a little bit busy. I I can't fathom just completely retiring yet. Yeah. Good. Well, uh, we got a lot of listeners out there, and we don't like to close any program without asking our listeners, "Do they know Jesus Christ as their personal That's right. Savior?" That's right. And we always like to say a sinner's prayer. Bruce, would you like to lead our listeners in a prayer? Sure. All right. You just say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner, Lord. I know that you died on the cross for me. You shed your blood for me, Lord. I know, Father, that that you are the only one that can save me, Lord. So I ask you in your name to save me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Nobody had my back In a world where the devil held the reins Nobody in my church Even knew that I was going through the pain But the pills and the whiskey Were always there to help me make it through Through it all I found Jesus was the one to hold on to Every week when it came Sunday I'd put on my act and play the part If I'd stand and sing His praises No one would ever see my broken heart Somehow I think I knew My shame would make a way and find me out Thank God now I know What loving Jesus really is about In a lifetime of church Heaven's only waiting for The ones forgiven for their sin Somehow I made it through To the place of my new birth Thank God now I can say found my way through a lifetime of church. Now if you 
You're standing in the place Where you find it's just so hard To let it go If Jesus came today Are you afraid you might be left here all alone? You've held yourself together But God would rather see you fall apart You've given Him so much But all He ever wanted was your heart In a lifetime of church only waiting for the ones forgiven for their sin somehow I've made it through to the place of my new birth thank God now I can say I finally found If you accepted Christ, as you say, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 618-383-2107 or get on our website, lonesomeroadradio.com, and let us know, and we would love to send some materials your way. That's right. We would love to help you as you travel out there on that old lonesome road. Hey, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn. Remember, God loves you. And we We do do too. We'll talk at you later. At the crossroads of life, lost without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery Foot of the tree Those eighteen wheel 
wheels are rolling down that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past but I called his name this chance could it be my last then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees today I met Jesus foot of the cross broken hearted and lonesome so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart from down on my knees today Jesus at the foot of the cross broken hearted and lonesome so long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree I 